HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is proudly brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Visit WholeFoodsMarket.com or download the Whole Foods Market app to learn more and find the store nearest to you. Ever heard of a popcorn-driven robot? This week on Meet and 3, we're bringing you stories about the intersection of food and tech. We're interested in building swarms of many cheap, small robots and powering them and driving them forward with as little effort and as little energy as possible. We cover tech by land. Imagine if you could cut fresh microgreens onto your salad and eat it while the greens are still fresh and nutritious and delicious and alive. That dream is real. We cover tech by sea. We're building software-based business services to help shellfish growers uh, manage and grow their business. And we cover tech in the social media stratosphere. So it's not really necessarily an indictment on food media or, or media consumption at all. It's really, it's, it's how the robots decided that they were going to weight human interaction. Tune in and get techie this week on Meet and 3. Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Moxie Rosenblum. My dad, Harry Rosenblum, hosts Feast Your Ears on Heritage Radio Network. Right now, HRN is having a summer membership drive. Becoming a member is so easy, and you'll help support shows like my dad's. You can sign up for a one-time donation or become a monthly sustaining member by visiting heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Let's keep food radio on the airwaves this summer. Welcome to The Grape Nation, your weekly wine journey. Our guests are Federico Carlette and his son Francesco. We'll talk to Federico and Francesco about Tuscan wines, Sangiovese, Poliziano, and more. We'll taste a single vineyard vino nobili di Montepulciano for our weekly wine sip. I'm your host, Sam Benruby. Stay with us for The Grape Nation on the Heritage Radio Network. We bring wine to the people. Federico Carletti's father, Dino, started the Poliziano Winery in 1961 in Tuscany. Federico took over in 1980, overseeing 300-plus acres, eventually bringing in in his son, Francesco. Poliziano produces a state-grown Vino Nobili di Montepulciano, Rosso di Montepulciano, Cortona, and more, including Asinone, Losa, La Stanze, and Inviolas, to name a few. Poliziano wines are known for great quality and great value. I want to welcome 
Federico and Francesco to the show, to the Grave Nation. Thank you for coming. Thank you very much for inviting us. We're sitting uh, with their importer in New York at Winebow, um, and we're talking to them about their trip in New York and their wines. All right, so Federico and Francesco, so people know more about the winery, I want you to give us a little background together in your journey in life and wine that got you where you are today. You came in with your dad, you came in with your dad. So just give me a quick history, I guess from 1960 on? 61, yeah. Okay. Um, so um, to start off, we, we need to bear in mind one specific thing related to the Toscan region back in the 60s. Uh, over there, there were noble people which used to own thousands of hectares all around Toscany, and they were splitting them into small portion of uh, vineyards, of uh, land, where one house, which was called Mezzadria, which in Italian specifically means splitting up the land, used to uh, cultivate the land and, uh, and uh, use, them, use the land for themselves. So basically what happened was that in the 60s, uh, um, the noble people didn't have enough money to invest, to uh, you know, invest on new tractors, uh, try to sort of cre uh, develop a new way of, uh, of working the land. So the people were uh, protesting, they w didn't want this, they wanted the investments. So the government took over, got all the lands and sold all the all this small portion of land, and uh, in 1961, my and, grandfather uh, Dino Carlini. My father, my father was in, in that moment uh, really uh, open to buy the first small uh, piece of land, 22 hectares, with a small house, and started to uh, plant the vineyards. My father was a manager of a company that built the houses. Non-wine related? No. Not related, but it was born in Montepulciano, exactly where we bought the, we bought, he bought the first part of the... What do you think, what was his drive or his passion oh, to, I to think, you know, uh, sow the land, for, grow for grapes? My, for my father was a really romantic spirit. Okay. Uh, in, uh, that, uh, in that house, uh, the sisters stayed during uh, the bombing uh, the, of the Second, the World, Second War. War. And my father bought only for romantic things, to stay during the, the finish of the, the, the job. But he planted the vineyards, and when I started to study, I make agriculture engineer in Florence. And I finished in 1978, and after two or three years of experience in the north of Italy of other, other agricultural business, I came back and I started to work for Poliziano. So when you went to school for agriculture, was it in the back of your mind that maybe one day you'll I get into the wine business, maybe with your dad, I, or not necessarily? I didn't make enologia. I made okay. uh, viticulture, okay. because it was... a. Uh, really another century for the wine in Italy, for the wine of quality. But I arrived in 1980 and I understand that I was very lucky because it's changing the world. We speak about before the Canada in 1982, 1983, I sell for the first time 3,000 bottles of Vino Nobile di Montepulciano in Canada in Opinion Society. Hey, I understand that uh, we can make good wines, we can make a good business, we can make, we can spend, uh, have, have a market in Italy, but have a market in all the, so the world. So from 1961 to 1980, your dad was running it. He started growing, making wines. He was bottling and selling. It wasn't bottling. It was uh, just uh, growing. The yeah, growing, okay. and he was selling the stuff. He was selling. The okay. Big, uh, so Federico, jam. when you came in, that kind of modernized I everything. I started to bottle the wine. I All right. So when was that moment when your love for wine, you know, you realized? Yes, this is it. I'm, I'm putting my feet on the ground. I hands to the soil. I realized that the, 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 the job was a wonderful job because I met people from Chianti Classico, from Brunello. I started to visit other countries. I understand that is a different work of the work that I, I believe, I believe in, in, in the university to right. make only the manager of the agricultural manager. 
And I started to make investment. I, I, I make the brand of Poliziano with the face of the poet because Poliziano yeah, is... We were talking about... Tell who romantic. Poliziano is. The, the idea was the romantic idea of my grandfather to, um, to buy that specific uh, place and to call it Poliziano because Poliziano is the nickname of a famous poet coming from Montepulciano. His name was Angelo Ambrogini. He moved to Florence afterwards in his life and he was the teacher, personal teacher of Lorenzo il Magnifico, which was the richest and the most powerful person in Florence during the Renaissance period. And uh, he was nicknamed Poliziano specifically because he was coming from So it's from an ode to those guys. Everybody who's, who's born in Montepulciano is called Poliziano. If you're born somewhere else and you live in Montepulciano, you're not a Poliziano. You are a Montepulcianese. <laughs> That's it, right? That's good so to know. The tradition is a really important factor. So Federico, but, uh, in 1982, when I arrived, uh, when I started to to sell wine and bottled wine, I, I uh, the name is my father choose, right. but the brand with the face of the poet Hello. I made right. in Florence is a very very nice thing. I go in uh, in the, to the graphic um, to, to 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 explain. I say I'm, I am a farmer. I want to show that uh, I make wine with my hand. Eh? I make. Uh, he uh, make for me a symbol uh, so strong, uh, like I was a, a worker. I, mi sono offeso. I offended. I offended. <laughs> and I say, but, but it's better Poliziano. Work about Poliziano, and this is the brand. And our label is the same label since 1982, 1983. The Vino Nobile is the same label. 36 the years. Asinone, the Asinone that I made for the first time, 1983, is the same label since 1983. You don't like change. So just let me ask you something. When you started really getting dirty in the 80s, who was doing the winemaking? Was it you? Did you bring people in? Were you overseeing it? Who was out in the field supervising it? Did you put a crew together or you it's, were... Was, uh, was my friend because we make the university together. Okay. It was Carlo Ferrini that now is very famous enologist. have uh, several different... Very he was your famous, initial winemaker? Yes. Okay. There, but Carlo Ferrini is my friend. We okay. met for the first time the 1st of September of 1972. Okay. It's a long, a long period. Right, so I want you to, I don't think there's anybody better than you guys. I want you to talk to me about Tuscany mm. as a wine growing region in general. And then I want to talk about Poliziano, you know, where your properties are. So Tuscany, if you had to, you know, sum up Tuscany as a wine region, Give me your fact sheets on that. Yeah, yeah. Tuscany is a wine region, but is, uh, I think is very old, but also very new, because it changed a lot. I, 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 I understand that change a lot in the 18 the Tuscany wines. In Tuscany, in the past, the wine was very old, was, the, the domination was very old. To understand, we had in the Vino Nobile di Montepulciano rules 30% of white grapes. Was part crazy. of the mix? Yes, in, 19, in 1970. And we changed. I, I have, have an impression, my impression, that Tuscany wines challenge in the world change with one wine, Sassicaia 1985. Super Tuscan. Super Tuscan, Sassicaia. But how much Sangiovese is in there? Yes, but the people understand that we can make a wonderful wine. So it brought attention to the region? Yes. Okay. You, I think I remember exactly the man that write for the first time Super Toscan is Barton Anderson, his journalist from Minnesota that work, uh, that worked in uh, Tuscany, worked in uh, Greve, and worked in uh, Cortona. He called Super Toscans because he says, okay, if the table wine is more good than the DOC, I, I write Super Toscan. Super Toscans help us to work well about Sangiovese. Right. When I understand that we can sell San Sicaia, we can win all the testing with San Sicaia 885, I say, okay, but I want to work more and more about Sangiovese, to work, to, to grow in the quality of Sangiovese. And I made in the last 25 years a lot of things to grow in quality. Cronut selection, shoes of Rustox, density, different density, right. different ganopy, different 
now I am organic, I make a lot of things because I understand that Sassicaia and some very good Brunello can go in the market and can have a successful. And I understand in the 80, in the 80, in the 80, I understand these things. Right. And when in Italy there is the two big scandal, I don't know if scandal is correct for the American people, but one is uh, um, methanolo, methanolo, they added uh, alcohol uh, with methanolo. Right. I multiplied my, my, uh, my fatturato, my, my business outcome. for two. Each year, you understand? Right. So, when you talk about Tuscany, you bring up Sasakaya, super Tuscan. Yeah. So quickly, the region, the Tawar, the diversity of land, soil, the climate, obviously it's great to grow for Sangiovese, but somebody realized Cabernet and Merlot was growing well. So as far as climate, soil diversity, is there a lot of diversity of soil? Are there a lot of microclimes? Yeah, yeah. Toscan is very different, uh, it, but it's very different also my winery. I have 130 hectares of vineyards in Montepulciano, and uh, we have a different position, different origin, different altitude, different exposition. We so are, different we are position really, to the sun, altitude, yes, soil, 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 actual altitude, location, altitude, humidity, humidity is completely different. And, right. uh, and uh, we, we, we have large estate like Medoc, like Bordeaux, but we make specific wine, single vineyards like Burgundy. This is my opinion. In this moment is my opinion of the Tuscany after 40 years of work in my winery. Right. So you got to tell my listeners this, all right? Because... Tuscany is, you know, one of the most prominent wine regions in Italy. And there's probably three, four wines that come out of there that are tremendous and popular. There's Chianti, there's Brunello de Montalcino, there's Yorvino Nobile. What's the difference between the wines? I don't know if people ask that question, but we're to, those we're talking about are Sangiovese-based wines. Let's not talk about the Super Tuscans for now. What's... What's the difference between a Vino Nobili and a... It's different, uh, different countries. Chianti Classico is higher, is colder, and they make wine uh, very elegant, very elegant, with high acidity. So it's, it's, it's the region, it's the, the region. climate, which Absolute, we discussed before. Absolutely, the, 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 the climate, the origin. Brunello di Montalcino is the best area to make Sangiovese because of the stones in the soil, it's dry, dry the position. Roots have to struggle yeah, more and more intense. The, 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 the quality of the Sangiovese is very strong because they have a lot of skin, a lot of phenolic, and they can age the wine for years yes. in the cellar and to go in the market with very soft, very strong, but very soft. It's very difficult to have a full body wine but very elegant and they, right. they can make Montepulciano is in the middle we, we have the, uh, the acidity of Vino Nobile is uh, lower than Chianti Classico higher than uh, Brunello we have a very good color more colored than, uh, than Brunello more colored, more phenolic probably we have more tannins because in the area of Montepulciano the land is more clay than in the other. We have the clay will create more tannins. The clay, absolutely. If you test if, if you test fruits from clay, if you test vegetable from clay, there is more tannins, more, right, right, more right. structure. Right. And we need, we are work a lot to have more soft tannins to make a structure of only of the noble tannins, noble wine, noble wine and noble tannins. And we work a lot in in the last forty years for this question. So the the location, the terroir, climate, that has a lot to do with what you're saying. I mean, winemaking style, you could try five different Brunellos and their five different styles, modern, old, and all that. But when you talk about Vino and Montalcino, Montepulciano, each area, Chianti, has their own characteristic, which makes it softer, more tannic, more acidic. I think the, the, the style is more important than the origin. 
You, I am a, I am a really focused about the right. origin. The origin is uh, the end of this, the land, the end of the position is very, very important. Right. Now the, 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 the rules is changing. In Montepulciano, we are having more and more uh, Sangiovese in our, no more white, white uh, grapes, of right. course. Done but now we are, we are growing in the, in the percentage of the Sangiovese. We have... Uh, 70, but we are going about 85% Sangiovese. I make a new single vineyards 100% Sangiovese. Is 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 changing also the rules in 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 the last so, uh, in Chianti Classico day. Um, the, 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 the the percentage of Sangiovese is 85%. 80, now is 85. They started the 70, they, they go 85. This is uh, the, the 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 changing. Right. So you you started talking about your style. There's there's oh. a Poliziano style. Yeah. There's a style you Federico brought in, yeah. you know, with all the changes, getting rid of the wine, more modern, all of that stuff. Oh, the, uh, the, the poly Let's talk about that style. Are you taking a more modern approach, would you say, towards? Uh, I, the, the Poliziano style is very simple. When, uh, Poliz when Federico Carletti was young, uh, look to international wine, to free starts, uh, restaurant, Michelin, blah, blah, blah. Now I, I came back in uh, more and more in the tradition. I am an old man, I came back in the tradition. Not that I, old. Yeah, yeah, I am old okay. and came back in the tradition. We are speaking with the third generation for with question because I, I, I have uh, I, uh, 64 years. And uh, I came back into tradition, uh, I, uh, but in a very modern style. Because uh, now I am, uh, it's 10 years that I am organic. Wait, say that again. Follow tradition, but a modern style. Yes. There's a mixture the tradition, of both. The tradition is the grapes. Okay. I, I am planted in the last 10 years only Sangiovese. I planted 33% of my selection of Sangiovese and the other 67 other clonal selection of Sangiovese. Right. I have a perfect shoes of the Rustock now because I know I have experience. I, I use the correct Rustock in the, in, the different, uh, in the different land. I am organic. I don't use more times um, 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 fertilization. I don't use this herb. I don't use spray. I don't use pesticides. When I, did you start doing that? Did you... 25 years for the fertilization. Uh, 10 years ago for the deserve and now again so you're moving uh, yes, towards sustainability absolutely. organic absolutely organic I why, don't, I, why i mean the answer is obvious but oh, i want to hear it from be, you because because uh, um, in my garden i can eat fantastic tomatoes uh, from the, the the market i eat uh, no good tomatoes Tomato people go through such trouble to get organic beautiful produce yeah. And then they'll just drink some crappy wine. Yeah. yeah you know, so yeah, sustainability. Yeah. But, uh, but because I have experience, I, 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 I find, I trovato, I find, no. I found in the wine residual of small treatments. We need to have poor wine, poor wine, and the organic help. But not only the organic cultivation. Uh, uh, also the selection of the yeast. No more selected yeast. Ma in my, the cellar. Less my, intervention. And my naturalist. My naturalist. And that's another thing very important. And also the aging. Don't age all in small barrels. I made in, in 1990. But now I age in small barrels. Big barrels. 600 liters. 3,000 liters. I wanted to, to mix the, the right. aging. Because uh, if you have only new Barrels from Bordeaux, from Allier, no, from Allier, from France. Allier region, you test Allier oak, no wine. You want diversity. Yes, yes, this is the thing. Let and me ask you a question about organics. Um, it's great that you're going towards a more organic um, platform. What about the region? It doesn't do a lot of good if you're doing it and the guy to the right of you and the guy to the left of you doesn't care. Is is the region it's starting it's to growing. It's everyone growing. is kind it's of growing. buying in there it's growing okay and also uh, some wineries no a lot is in the in the next step biodynamic biodynamic not more 
only organic. Do you but strive to go biodynamic? No, I, I, that, I say that Steiner I am agriculture engineer. Engineer, I am not able to understand. I, I, I read a book about the biodynamic, about the Steiner. I, with I the speak. Ram's horn. I, yes, I speak <laughs> with the other producer, but I am not able to understand. I am too too many days in the winery, too many days yeah. in the vineyards. It's impossible. I don't. I. I am looking, but I am not able to understand. I, I got that. Um, you talked about this a little before. I want to expand on it a little more. The trend in non-Sangiovese blend wines, you said started, I mean, you really pinpointed it to the mid-80s, to Sasakaya. Um, did it become popular right then and there, or gradually more winemakers started growing and blending non-Sangiovese wines. But what happened from that point on? I think, I think from 80, more and more people blend the Sangiovese with other grapes. And now, more and more people in, the, in 2002, 2003, 2005, changed the view. And now, more and more people stop to blend the Sangiovese with the other They're grapes. doing Cab and Merlot, right? Yes, yes. There, there is uh, some people that... Uh, are looking for traditional grapes of Tuscany to blend with the Sangiovese to 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 have less tannins less tannins of the what Sangiovese. kind of grapes Colorino Canaiolo and Mammolo but the results is not so good I think the results will be very good to have a good selection of Sangiovese good with good rustoc no vigo but. Uh, Good right. balance, good balance, a perfect phenolic ripeness of our Sangiovese. I know when I, very good ripeness, phenolic ripeness, I can make very soft extraction, I can make perfect extraction of the tannins, and have a very good wine, very elegant wine. Do, are there any super Tuscans that they I, do put, that they put Sangiovese in? Or no, general, no, it's no, always no. no I make super Toscans, but I make international wines in super right. Toscans. Right. Is Lestanze is Cabernet Sauvignon, and uh, Inviolas is Merlot. So we're now like in 2018. The region, what percentage do you think is making non-Sangiovese wines? Oh, my winery, oh, 85% now. Is non-Sangiovese? No, it's, it's Sangiovese. San San so 15%. The, what about when you look around to everyone else? They, they're moving no. a little away yes, from... Yes, But similar? From uh, s less, less. I am more... More, uh, more, 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 um, more young in young in the market. More, sono più attivo, sono più. He's more active. He's more uh, ongoing uh, for the Sangiovese. Right. But, but also the other is moving from seventy to seventy-five to eighty percent. Right. Well, let's talk about the wines now, so you'll be able to talk about the blends and all of that stuff. Um, we talked about the fact that you make a lot of Sangiovese. You make a Merlot-based wine, Cabernet, saw blended with some other interesting grapes. Um, you're re-releasing a wine that you made years ago called Cagioli. Yeah. Let's start, we'll talk about all your wines, but talk to me about Cagioli first. Oh, Cagioli is a very interesting thing. Uh, I made, uh, I, I bought the, the region in 1985. I, I started to bottle the wine because the quality was very, very good in 1988. I made it for several years, 88, 90, 91, 93, 94. I stopped it in 94. What would, what would drive you to make it? The quality of no, the... It was very good, good. Okay. Sangiovese not 100%, but uh, 85. So the, the crop would determine whether you were going to make that wine or not? The, the grapes. Right? Sangiovese and Canaiolo is old, very old vineyards. It's a traditional okay. grapes of Tuscany. But uh, the wine was very good. I, uh, I decided to stop to make uh, Le Gagiole only because uh, uh, we, in that period we, 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 we say Tuscany is like, uh, like Medoc. We make, uh, we make uh, two wines. First wine, second wine. A lot of winery. If you yeah. if you look in that period, make Castello, really yes, Castello and a normal right. Chianti Classico. Right. Several different wines right. make these shoes. In the end, after other 20 years of work, I understand that uh, Toscany is completely different of Medoc. Medoc is uh, 
geografiche, morfologiche e geologiche is very poor. Toscani, we speak a lot, we speak a lot before, is different altitude, different disposition, different soil, is so different. And when I planted again the area of Gaggiole, my wife says, my wife is a very old family, and says, oh no, ma you are too modern. Plant again in San Giovese, plant again. I, I explained it because I dedicated the wine to my wife, of course. And uh, I planted uh, the new vineyards of uh, Gaggiole, 100% San Giovese, with the very good rustock, very different. Clones is uh, the, the best shoes of these clones. And after five years, I started to have very good wine. I use it for the regular Vino Nobile. I try, I, I put one barrel out, out to test, to understand. And, uh, I decided not, don't make 11, it's too warm, don't make 12, it's, it's too strong, 14 is difficult, but when I arrive in 2015, I keep the decision, this is the new wine. And I call Nobile di Montepulciano, Le Caggiole, dedicated to my wife, 2015. Is the 15 in the market yet, or it's no? Is in the market in September? Okay. Because we are this fall. Is a bottled. Is the final wine, but will be in the market in September. All right. So, Federico, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the other wines. There's mm -hmm. a lot to talk about. We're talking to Federico Carlette and Francesco Carlette from Poliziano Winery. You're listening to The Grape Nation on Heritage Radio Network. We'll be right back. Oh, won't you save all your pumpkin pie? Oh, won't you save all your pumpkin pie? Oh, won't you save all your pumpkin pie? Just for me, girl. Please don't give none away. Let it get sweeter by the day. Oh, won't you save it, baby? Won't you save it? Oh, won't you save it all for me? Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market. From papayas and samosas to reishi mushrooms, if it's something that sounds delicious, chances are you'll find the freshest, best version of it at Whole Foods Market. They have more than 400 stores across the country, so if you consider pizza its own food group or just can't imagine when avocado toast wasn't a thing, Whole Foods Market has you covered. Visit WholeFoodsMarket.com to find a store near you. Whole Foods Market. Whatever makes you whole. Let it get sweeter by the day. Oh, won't you save it, baby? Won't you save it? All right, Federico, let's talk about... So we talked about Cagioli, which doesn't get released that often. Mm. Um, we're going to taste one of your... Uh, in a few minutes, we're going to taste one of your important wines, the Vino Nobili di Montepulciano, the Asinoni, which is a single vineyard. But let's talk about the Vino Nobilis, which is... Am I correct in assuming... Of all your case output, a large amount of that is the Vino Nobili? Yeah. The regular? The regular. Yeah, yeah. And the regular the Vino Nobili is the, the bigger, bigger produ production of Polizia. Right, so tell me about the Vino Nobili, the Montepulciano, the regular, and then the Asenone. Yes. Wonderful. Allora, the, the regular Vino Nobili di Montepulciano we make in different parts because we made parcellar cultivation. We are very focused about the quality, different parts. We use it to make the Vino Nobili di Montepulciano, the older trees, the older vineyards, in the best position, of course. And we harvest in one week. That is the perfect week to have the phenolic ripeness. Of when is that? Moment. September, uh, October? It's changing, okay. but, uh, but in the end, October is the, the month that where we, 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 we harvest the, the best Vino Nobile. We make uh, manual, manual uh, harvest, harvest. We make uh, two selections for the wine because uh, the first selection is uh, in the vineyards, the, the workers uh, uh, harvest only the very good grapes. In the second selection we make uh, in uh, the cellar, we have the photo-optic machine to select the different fruits, the different berries for the color, for the 
sides shape and for the sides. After the, we make a long fermentation, 20 days, very soft fermentation with natural yeast. We make uh, uh, the, the longer the fermentation, the softer the wine. Yeah. Or yeah. Up, okay. Yeah. And uh, we make uh, uh, 20 days of uh, extraction, very soft extraction. We don't want to. To, 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 to be strong about the skin. The skin is, uh, is really perfect when they finish the fermentation. After the fermentation, we make malolactica and we age it for 14, 18 months, depending on the different vintages. Is there any regulation to how long you have to age it or you determine how long? No. Because doesn't Brunello de Montalcino yes. have... Vino, Vino Nobile di Montepulciano had 10 years ago, 2 years in the oak. But now we changed okay. the, the, the law, the, the rules, and we can stay in the we must stay in the oak only one year. One year. And after we, we, uh, we make a six, minimum 6 months of bottles. I make so there's 6 months of bottle age, bottle, sits yes, in the bottle? Yes. I make 14, 16 months of aging in the oak, and after I make more than 6 months of bottle. Just now, are you aging the Vino Nobili in all the different sizes? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Large, small, no. you practice that. And after the parcel, parcel harvest, we start to make the blend, the blend of Vino Nobile. In the end of the harvest, we have 10 different Vino Nobile altogether, but 10 different that we age in the different oak. And uh, in the end of the second year, we start to blend all together and we make uh, the bottling of the Vino Nobile all in one month. It is 250,000 bottles. It's a very big production, very big production. Terrific. That we sell uh, really in uh, 45 different countries. So what is the, uh, the Rosso? Rosso is the younger vineyards, younger vineyards. The, more, uh, the altitude of the Rosso is uh, lower about 300 meters. The Nobile we harvested about 350, 400 Similar winemaking process or? Shorter fermentation. Shorter? No okay. oak. O only one part, 20, 25% of the wine age in the oak. The other age in the cement tanks, in the concrete tanks with glass inside. And we bottle after one year. We bottle in September of the, the second year, we bottle the Rosso di Montepulciano. Is a young, is our first level wine. It's right. very, very it's great young. value wine. Yeah, it is good. It's delicious and the, the price point is cherry, perfectly cherry, fruit, fruit, mm. very, very, very ripe. It is good wine for for the table for the for all the different dish. All right, let's talk about let's talk about some of the blended wines you make. You're using Sangiovese, you're using Merlot, you're using Cabernet, you're using some other uh, grapes. Um, I'm going to throw some names out in, in any order. You make a Lastanze, Inviolas, Losa. Um, let's talk about those. Oh, Do, Losa. Does, what's Poliziano Super Tuscan? Uh, Poliziano Super Tuscan is because uh, you. If you remember, I, I, I believe uh, Stasicaia 85, the, the lucky of the, the Fortuna, the lucky of the Italian wines. And I made Super Toscans for this question because I understand it's very good wines. I, I, I came back in uh, why Losa, why Merlot? Because so Losa, L-O-H-S-A, is a Merlot? No, no, no. no. It's a Morellino. It's a, no, I, I explain. It's Mo I explain. Morellino. Explain. Okay. I, I, it's a, the philosophy is very important. I believe that the wine, we make the wine in the vineyards, from, from the grapes. And for the question, I buy several different uh, land, one in Maremma. Yeah, all around Tosca. Maremma is by the yes. water, yes. right? Yeah, right next to the coast, on the yeah. south. Coastal. Uh, right next to Grosseto. That, that so totally different type of grape because of the sea yes, air, the climate. Because, because I think, that my opinion, the wine we make in the... the from the grapes and also Cortona I make I bought it because it's a wonderful place wonderful estate I want to make where is Cortona it's uh, close Montepulciano okay it's in the uh, east side of Montepulciano okay we are in the and you're growing Merlot there yes okay there is also Syrah I planted the Syrah but I am not happy I don't bottle okay. I make only only the, the, the Merlot and for this question I make 
all, all this estate, I have a free estate in the end, because I wanted to make wine with my grapes. I don't want to buy a, a Everything is estate grown grapes. Yes, I am estate grown Even grapes. the Rosso, the, those Absolute, are all your own. You're not looking to increase the, the case out of it. So all, all the wines is product, product from my grapes because uh, I, I, it's my idea, it's my idea, it's my philosophy. I, really, the market helped me, helped me because uh, I, I have more bottles in the very good vintage and less bottles in the no good vintage. Why? Because uh, with my grapes, I must make selection if I, right. I, I, w I want a good wine. And when you make, make selection, what happens? What, that the difficult vintage you make a few bottles the very good vintage you make a lot of bottles I am very lucky of these, these shoes sure. and I don't want to change absolutely sure um, alright so if let's just let's just kind of list everything so Losa is the wine you make in Marema and that is Sangiovese one part is Sangiovese and the Morellino di Scanzano. And Morellino di Scanzano. And you also make a Morellino di Scanzano too, or is that it? Two, uh, Morellino di Scanzano and Mandrone. Right. So we one make Cabernet okay. and one Sangiovese. The other is uh, Mandrone di Losa, Cabernet right. Sauvignon. Right. And then the wine you make in Cortona is in Violas. In Violas. That yeah. is a 100% Morellino. Yeah. That's like Federico's Masetto, right? Oh, no, Masetto is, uh, <laughs> I'm is fantastic wine, fantastic wine. All right, and then La Stanza. Oh, La Stanza. Tell is, me what La Stanza is. La Stanza is great wine, great wine. Is, is that wine. Cabernet? Cabernet Sauvignon, mostly Cabernet Sauvignon. And you blend some other local indigenous grapes? Or? No, 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 no. La Stanza is, was every year 100% Cabernet Sauvignon. No, Bordeaux blend, Cabernet, right? Mostly Cabernet Sauvignon with sometimes Merlot, a blend of Bordeaux. Bordeaux. All right, so did we cover all the wines? Is there anything we missed, um, Francesco? Yeah, yeah but we cover all the wines. We, we also produce a very, very small production of white wines, but we only... What uh, grapes? Chardonnay. Chardonnay. And Sauvignon. Do they leave the country or? No, they're just in Tosca. They stay in Tosca. Okay, I'm sure those are terrific wines. Oui. And I we, go and ahead. we also produce a, uh, the dessert wine, Vinsanto, but that's also What's there. the grape for Vinsanto? Malvasia Bianca del Chianti. Is it always that or you decide what Vinsanto grapes you want to use? No, it's no, always the, 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 the rules of the Vinsanto di Montemuccio. Malvasia. Malvasia or Grechetto. Okay. And we use Malvasia del Chianti. All right, before we, uh, we're going to taste the uh, Asinoni, and we're going to talk about that a little. But before we get to that, um, it's always hard to ask a parent, who's your favorite child? It's just an impossible question, but people get asked. What's your favorite wine of the 30-plus years? Is there a wine that's the closest to your heart? Is uh, of course Asinone, of course Asinone. Remember, I made for the first time in 1983. It's the first single vineyards made in Montepulciano and one of the first 10 single vineyards made in Tuscany. So it's the most important wine, the Vino Nobile, and then you were able to really make the wine you want by growing a single vineyard and controlling the grapes. I figured you were going to say that. All right. Um, every week on the show, we taste a different wine on the air for our weekly wine sip, which we end the show with. We're going to taste the Vino Nobili di Montepulciano single vineyard Asinoni. Uh, Francesco, what's the vintage year? 2015. 2015. Yes. So, very um, good vintage. This very good. So tell me, tell me quickly about the vintage. You know the condition. Um, well, like as he was saying, uh, we. Um, he was explaining the, um, that with each vintage, depending on how good it is, we uh, do certain cuts of the productions. Right. For this specific vintage, uh, 2050, which was a, an amazing vintage in terms of, uh, like the summer was very warm, but not too warm, so the sun has fully developed its own characteristics. We cut 10, 15% of the production, so it's, it's for the Asinone, it's a really, really good, um, really good vintage. Um, how many? The grapes come from 
one specific single, single vineyard, which is... It's always the same yes, site. Yes, 12 yes. right? yes, yes. site is always that it's site over there. Three blocks, but all together, in the, the difference is the age. Because one vineyard is planted in 1965, the other planted in 1990, and the other planted in 1995. It's a different, only the age you of the... You have a good variety yeah. of age vines. This is a, uh, Sangiovese, called in Montebucciano Prugnolo Gentile. This is a really Prugnolo Gentile, because in the old vineyards there is only the Sangiovese original or from Montebucciano. Scott, what's the approximate retail on this? Not exact ballpark. Around 40. 40 bucks. So you're getting one of the great wines of Tuscany, a single vineyard. I would say, without going out on a limb, $40 is an incredible price. All right, so we talked about the vintage, 2015. Um, anything different making this wine in 15, or basically you followed? No, it's, uh, it's uh, the same, the same, uh, the same. Uh, the same, um, the same process. process. There's a, a difference between uh, the Asinone and the Vino Nobile. Right. As he was saying, for the Vino Nobile, we use an optical machine which scans and independently decides which uh, grape and which specific juice is uh, mature or not. Whereas for the Asinone, we do the hand harvest. Manual. But also the selection of the juice is done by uh, manually. Yeah. Interesting. So you get the, uh, the most quality. Exactly. Control. It's very important uh, because we have the machine is uh, so fast and uh, we decided to make it manual. Right. All right. So like I always say, let's give it a sniff and let's throw <laughs> it over the tongue and let's talk about it. So first of all, color. Deep. Deep. Dark. But not uh, purple. Black, black. No, no. It's got a beautiful deep dark. Yeah, garnet red with beautiful, you know, lighter edges. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's the color. I need you to tell me what you get on the nose on this wine. Oh, blackberry. Blackberry. Plum. Plum. So black fruits. Yes, black fruit. Dark berries. Dark berries. But also flor flor floral. Floral. Did you yes. Say? Violet. So dark flowers, not yes. a white flower, violet, but a dark violet, violet. Violet. That's what I'm getting. All right, so let's give it a sip. Let's throw it over the tongue. Let's talk about mouthfeel first. It's a very full-bodied wine. Full-bodied wine. Very opulent. Mouth. Balance it. Balance it. A lot of balance, a lot of depth, right? So the mouthfeel is, there's great depth, great persistence. It stays there. All right, Federico, tell me on the palate. Does the palate reflect the nose, the yeah. same black fruits you picked yes, that up? Of Anything course. else? Yes, of course. But uh, you test also good, uh, good ripe uh, tannins. Tannins is very ripe. You test the, the it's tannins. Is no, is no. I love the tannins. Yes, they're they're young and strong, but ripe, I, very ripe and rounded. And I think they'll soften a little. But you know, this young, I think this. This is a bottle you can age. Wait, uh, there's moment, a softness and a fruity. Yes, you can test it very old, Asinone, very good. 1995, 1991, 1993. All right, so let's talk about the perfect foods to pair this wine with. Oh. Not Bistecca you know, Fiorentina. Don't know Billy, but this, this 2015. Bistecca Fiorentina. Bistecca is a nice, rare, bloody, perfect. thick steak. Bistecca Fiorentina is the perfect food to, to drink right. one uh, glass of Vino Nobile Asinone 15, absolutely. Anything else? Oh, also cheese, also... It would be good with yes, cheeses, sharp. Yes, yes. yes. Pecorino, uh, we call him in, in area of Pienza, Pecorino Riserva. Very, very nice, in, in very big pieces, it's fantastic. What about charcuterie? Sliced salami? Yes, yes. But not so, as much. No, probably it is better, With more young, younger wine yeah. for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a better match. All right, so this is the 2015 Vino Nobili di Montepulciano. This is the Asinoni. This is uh, Federico and Francesco's single vineyard. Um, it's about 40 bucks. So it's actually closer to 60. Okay, so it's, it's okay. We're, it's closer to 60. At 60, 
It's still a terrific value. It's a very ageable wine. It's a special wine. When you're going to cut open a huge beefsteak Fiorentino yeah. or a ribeye, yeah. you don't want a crappy wine. You yeah. want a wine that is going to hold up, that has all the characteristics and all of that. So it's about 60 bucks. Is it in the market now? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, I love this wine. And you love the way it came out? Yep. Okay. I I, is it like a Francesco is wine for me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Federico, Francesco, we're going to wrap up the show. Um, I just want to tell everyone if they have a question, suggestion, wine happening, or event, you can hit me up at sam at thegrapenation.com. That's sam at thegrapenation.com. You can follow us on Facebook at The Grape Nation. We'll post this weekly wine sip. I'll put a picture up of the bottle and you know some yep. background information on all our social media sites. Um, follow us on Instagram at sbenruby and follow the hashtag The Grape Nation. On Twitter, follow us at benruby. Also subscribe to The Grape Nation podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. All right, Federico, Francesco, if we want to find out more information about Poliziano in general, where's the best place to go? Website? In, in Poliziano. <laughs> go to Poliziano. But if somebody's sitting so here... And we're, we're, we're working on the new website, okay. so within less than a month, everything... No you, you can find us on the website. Okay. But Francesco invited uh, uh, you and uh, your... Uh, your uh, the people that... Uh, right, uh, Heritage uh, Radio. Because now. we have a fantastic hospitality in Poliziano. We have a testing room. So when, tour. You, when you get... To the winery in Poliziano, yeah. yes. what happens? You walk out of there and great hospitality area. Yeah, you tours, tastings. tours, tour of the cellar, tour of the vineyards. Food, we have food. food. We yeah. have a wonderful villa for our best customer. It's a very, very. Is that fairly recent in the last five years, yeah. eight years? It actually, the last uh, three, four. Three. Years. Okay, yeah, the, so that's a new direction. Yeah, the yeah, hospitality. Yeah, yeah. The property is so gorgeous. You know, why not do it? Um, Francesco, any social media sites we should yeah, be I looking think we at? We have Insta an Instagram page, a Facebook page, and. Uh, What's the address? Poliziano Winery. Okay. P O L I Z I A N O. That's look right. on Instagram. Um, look on uh, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Yes. Okay. If you're not there yet, you guys better get going. When you get back there, I want to make sure you have a good social media presence because <laughs> you don't want to lose the opportunity with great wines. Absolutely to not put them in front of people. I'm done lecturing you, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna wrap up. I wanna thank our guests, Federico and Francesco Carlette. Um, they're in New York from Tuscany, from Poliziano Winery. Um, thank you to our engineer, Vitor, and everyone at the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sam Ben Ruby, and you've been listening to The Great Nation. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.